Health Podcast with Ben Canning and Dave Kennedy. Two guys heading out to hack body, mind, business, and beyond. We are here to provide a single source, bullshit-free guide to understanding your body and how you can live better for longer. Yo, what's up, everybody? Let's start that one again. <laughs> Did we really figure it out today? Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome back. Um, I'm Ben Canning. And I'm Dave Kennedy. And this is Hacking Your Health Podcast. I can't tell you yet what we're going to talk about because we haven't decided. Oh, yeah, we have. Come on, we talked about it yesterday and last week, and then we also... And what we, do that, we do that quite a lot, and then they end up just on a tangent. Yeah, that's the best way of doing it. It's na- it's natural. It means natural discussion. <laughs> I actually got a message. I got a message from Louise yesterday saying that she feels like they're getting better every week. So I mean, that's a hey, good for both of us. Thanks, Louise. Appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. She's mostly yeah. talking about me, of course. But I mean, of course. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, you were yeah, the yeah. one that needed to get better, whereas I oh didn't. yeah, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what's up? How's it going? Good man, uh, you know things are great. Uh, it's been uh, a good training week. Uh, I've been having some substantial gains on the uh, the weight side of the house. I uh, I went up by seven thousand pounds on my back somehow uh, from from last week on volume, which is so stupid, ridiculous. I don't know what I did, but uh, something happened. So, but no, things have been really I can't, good. I can't comprehend how how that actually happens. Um, yeah, things are good for me. Um, I'm just back literally in through the door. As I've spoke about a couple of times, my buddy Helmy is putting together his own gym and the equipment arrived today. So I'm going to have a new dungeon to train in. Scott, if you're listening, yes, this is me next week, another week getting a new gym to train in. I'll fill you in about it later on. Um, <laughs> but I'm actually really, really, really looking forward to training there because I literally went, I think it's, I said this to you on, on Monday night, I went to the gym late at like about half seven and i walked in looked around me went downstairs looked around me and walked back out again i was like fuck this not today so it'll be good having my own space that there'll be nobody else there and i can train whenever i want but yeah apart from that everything's good training's going really well i think because i have my food prepped and i have it and i'm actually eating it training is like i'm just progressing 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 and my personal weight is going up i'm getting stronger i feel better everything's good everything's really really good that's awesome. Yeah, it's. Uh, I finally started dropping some weight this week, which I think is a good thing. I didn't really care because I was. You I know, think we're meeting in the middle. You're we going are. down, are. and I'm going up. Well, I was at what two twenty seven yesterday. You're two twenty seven this morning. Yeah. yeah so we. So that uh, means we when we can have we li- we weigh the same. So when we're lifting, it's pound for pound the same. So there is no advantage. We're both. That's right. lifting the same. That's good. That's right. It is, and uh, and so yeah, no, it was. Uh, it's been good. Um, you know this. Uh, what what I like is. Um, Orange Theory is kind of like a set class, and I book it out like a month and a half. So even when you get like the the folks that are like doing like the New Year's resolutions and kind of spin off, you know, it doesn't really impact me. And then obviously I have my own gym, fortunately, so um, I don't have to deal with the, the madness that goes along there. But I, I remember when um, I was on vacation in uh, in North Carolina at Hilton Head, uh, there was you know I went to the uh, Planet Fitness there, and it was really frustrating to lift there because. One, you know, all the Smith machines, all of the bench machines were all taken. So you basically have to like wait in line and you can't do like two exercises at a time. So you basically have to like focus on that one movement and you have to wait in line to go and do it. But then they don't have enough plates for you to even, you know, go heavy on things. So you have to do it was just a total shit show. And uh, so I'm, I'm glad I, I am able to, uh, you know, 
have a place that I can call home for the gym and just, you know, put the work in and everything else that goes along with it. And uh, I'll tell you, yesterday, you know, it's a funny story. I uh, I went downstairs. And I'm like, ah, I just don't feel like lifting. And then I just like went into like some crazy lifting mode and I just started lifting insane amounts of weights. And then I was like, oh, I really feel like lifting right now. And uh, yeah, I did uh, I did uh, rack pulls for 395 pounds uh, with 10 reps, which I thought was really good. I did uh, 405 pounds at seven. Um, so uh, that's, that's really awesome. And uh, my back, I'll tell you, you know, uh, my back is feeling amazing, uh, which, which is a great thing for me, right? Uh, which means that A, you know, my back has gotten substantially stronger because I can obviously hold that weight, but two, you know, I'm doing the movements properly because I don't come out of that with, you know, the sore lower back um, that I traditionally had before, the tightness around there. Yeah, I feel it. And yet, you know, I can tell my muscles are fatigued in the back, but I don't have any type of pain whatsoever anymore. So it, it's really pushed me through a lot of my um, injuries that I have. And uh, it's been feeling really good going through it. Yeah, I think a lot of, like, especially with rack pulls and things like that, like a lot of posterior chain work really begins to pay off and yeah. you know a lot of people are ha are weak at some point through the posterior chain whether it's hamstrings glutes lower back or whatever it is and if you actually spend the time to strengthen each and every one of those individually then you don't get that same level of soreness no matter what whether it's a hip hinge movement or at the bottom of your squat or even like bent over rows and things like that so you imagine that whenever you're in those positions that your lower back's holding the weight the entire time so it needs to be strong and as i said a, co a couple of you know I've, I've recommended back extensions or hip ex hip extensions to a, a lot of you guys and since i've started doing them myself like i've really really noticed the improvements myself in terms of the strength and stability that i can create and not have any issues um, i'm back yeah. up to 440 pounds on my rdl without an issue at all that's awesome so it's good it's good 440 on rdl man yeah. that's a lot it's a lot of weight yeah. that's crazy i did 441 the other day too so it's good how many reps yeah. <laughs> 700 <laughs> um i'll tell you another another story this morning um you know there's a, a new trainer at uh, at orange theory and um you know when you whenever you get a new trainer like they're kind of like understanding who's there who comes regularly those types of things and whenever there's a new trainer too like you don't really like the person at first because like they're fumbling around and they don't know exactly what they're doing and it, it, it's it is it, but eventually you grow attached to that individual and they they're awesome and this person's awesome but you know again first time and um he doesn't know anybody and, he, and he's one of those those guys that uh is like correcting every single person on form and you're like dude like i've been Job's coming worth. here for like yeah yeah i've been coming here for like two years and I, I i understand that i'm cutting my row a little bit short but it's because i just ran 12 12 mile an hour sprints at a five percent incline i'm like i'm literally dying here like you know you might need to call the emergency bus to come get me so he's having me going all the way back i'm like all right i'll entertain this so i'm going i'm going and then i get to the gym part which is you know weights and they do this thing it's uh, called a cluster um so you basically do um five reps uh relatively slow then you do then you bang out as many reps as you can twice okay so you know you basically you know as many as you can do with that same weight just just bang it out and uh so you know one of them was a, a chest press and so they have what what orange series allowed to have is up to 50 pounds but then they have like these higher weights that are like 60, 70, and 80 that they hide whenever they get inspected or whatever um, so that they can get these extra weights in or whatever for, for folks like myself, obviously. Um, and so, you know, I'm like, all right, you know what? I'm going to go a little light today. I'm just going to go with the 50, 50 pounds because I just did, uh, you know, push and pull Monday and Tuesday. I'm like, I don't need to wreck myself with super heavy weights, especially if I'm doing like really high rep intensity um, stuff. So I go and I get the 50 pound weights and I put them down. And I do the five and he doesn't pay attention, but I get to the, the where I'm doing, banging out the whole reps. He's like, whoa, whoa. He's like, 
He's like, you don't need to go that heavy, man. You're like, you know, we're, we're trying to get around the seven to ten mark. You don't want to be like, you know, bombing out at three. And I'm like, what, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm like, it's 50 pounds. Like, I can, I can do this. So I go up and I start doing it. And he's like, you know, and I get to like 10. He's like, oh, shit. And I keep going. I'm like 15. And he's like, oh, shit, if you get to 20, he's like, there's no way. And I got to 20. And everybody in like the whole gym is like, whoa, you know. And, and uh, he's like, okay, I, I definitely uh, mis, 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 uh, mis, uh, mistaked you for, for somebody different. So he went over and got 70-pound uh, dumbbells. And I was lifting with those afterwards. I, and I, I didn't want to. But at that point, I'm like getting called out. So I was like, okay, I got to go and do it. So <laughs> you had to. So now he knows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now everybody knows that I can lift seventy pound dumbbells, and 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 I, anyways, it, it was. And, and I wasn't even competing with anybody. I was just chilling today. I was just chilling today, you know, competing myself. I was just in my own mind. You know, everything was good until I got called out by this new instructor. And I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. You know, you know. You know. <laughs> well, I'll tell you this. I was moving some of the dumbbells um, in Hamley's gym, and Hamley's a big boy. And we were moving some of them out of the way, and uh, I'm looking down at these fucking dumbbells, and I was like, I don't know if I can lift these. Like, what the fuck size are these? And they, one of them, well, a set pair of them was 75 kilos, so that's like 165 oh my God, 150 pounds. pounds. Yeah, yeah. 165 pounds. I'm like, what the fuck do you do with this? Like, that's something you like <laughs> hold the door open with or something. Like, he goes, oh my gosh. Sh- shoulder press, and I was like, no, not for me. Shoulder so, press, 150 pounds. Yeah. Each yeah, one. Big, oh my god, yeah, he's yeah, a big yeah. boy. He's a big yeah. boy. Yeah, so that'll be an interesting place for me to train. I'll be like, have you got any weights that I can actually use? <laughs> but no, it's going to be good fun. It's going to be good fun. Okay, so on to today. We, I will, I'll leave it over to you. What do you want to talk about? Well, I think, you know, it's it's the new year, right? So with New Year's comes New Year's resolutions. Now, first, I want to say that um, I'll tell you, the activity uh, on WeHack Health as of late has been exploding uh, like crazy. Uh, people really making changes. People that had success in 2021 are looking at carrying it over into 2022. So, first of all, for the folks that took the plunge in 2021, congratulations! Like you know, you are making a change. And you know, I was explaining to somebody uh, just today, uh, and and it actually relates into life as well. Um, I was on a podcast yesterday with Davin talking about you know my kind of like where I came from, my career, and how I do what I do, and those types of things. And this relates 100% in your life, business, uh, your family and in lifting is that you want to have more good days than bad, right? That's your goal, right? Your goal is to to have better days than not better days uh, with, with fitness, with work, with health, with family. And here's the thing. If you're having worse day, more, more worse days than better days, then you have to make a change to have more better days than worse days. You know, if that's in your job, if you just hate your job every single day and, and every single day you go to your work and you're miserable, by the way, that's going to impact your family that's going to impact your health, that's going to impact every aspect of your life because your miserable at work carries over 100%. I know if I get pissed off at work, I'm pissed off when I go home, right? And I, I try to let it go, you know, but I'm not my happy chipper self where I'm goofing around with the kids. I'm like, I just don't want to deal with this shit today, you know? So, you know, fitness is very much the same thing. You want to have more better days than you have worse days. And if you're having more worse days and better, then you have to make some sort of change to actually commit. So for those that committed in 2021 that had more better days than, than not, congratulations. For those that, that struggled and that still continue to struggle, hang in there and have more better days than not. Continue to push yourself in that direction where you're having more successes and more wins than you are losses with this, this journey and battle with a weight loss or weight gain or whatever your objectives are uh, in all of this. So and go, uh, for the folks that are just coming in 2022, uh, you know, listen, this is a, a fresh new start, right? We, we look at a new year as a new us when it really isn't. It's just another day, another week, another month in our in our cycle. But, you know, mentally, we can use this as a, a little small change to say, hey, we're going to make a difference this time that's going to be successful. 
And what's interesting is if you look at um, the the search criteria going into 2021 and early into 2022, everybody is 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 googling what's the best diet of 2022. Everybody's googling how do I get myself into shape? You know, how do I make a New Year's resolution stick? You know, these are all things that that happen every single year for a lot of us. I was in that same boat, by the way. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna just eat uh, bark and and dirt from the ground uh, until I get to my desired weight, right? You know, and and obviously it's not going to be successful. Okay, so you know this this podcast is really dedicated to all those folks that made those New Year's resolutions, but really want to make it a success. And we're going to go over the top, uh, you know, searches through Google and what people are doing, and kind of break them down of either why they're good or why they're bad, uh, or why there's issues with them or why there's not. Um, and so you know, obviously we're going to get into diets, and you should if you've listened to these podcasts before. You know, we are adamantly against diets in every single way, shape, or form. And I'll just go on and say, fuck diets. Uh, you know, they're the worst thing for you. Um, so if you're looking to to get insight into keto or to paleo or to, you know, the tree and bark, uh, you know, diets, you know, this isn't your podcast. Uh, we're going to tell you how to actually lose weight uh, for a long period of time. And, uh, you know, hopefully, you know, or and absolutely keep that off uh, long term as we go. I think it's funny. It, number one, yes, fuck that. And actually, I, I'm surprised it's taken us what's now. This is episode 22, um, this long to get into this conversation. Yeah. Um, but what's funny is I, I was having a call. I had a call with Daniel earlier on, and he said one of the things that surprised him the most and that he is struggling with the most is actually eating enough food. And he says it's not something that he ever thought would be an issue on a weight loss or a fat loss journey, because obviously, you know any sort of diet or anything that we've been told or read on the internet it's like eat less food do more cardio and whatever it is which i mean obviously those things don't work they work to an extent but they don't take you the whole way and sort of getting your head around the fact that i'm trying to tell him to eat more food it's like this doesn't really make sense and he's actually struggling to eat the food but then obviously whenever i explain it like he gets it and we look at the longevity of it and the increased intensity of workouts and everything that comes along with that but it was a funny sort of conversation because he was like this is not what i expected to be struggling with struggling with in this journey um and i think yeah that's one of the best things for me and you've been there yourself you know in terms of like all the food and you're like what the fuck's going on Dude, like i got tired of eating that's the first time in my life i've ever got you know it, it's different because i probably was eating you know given points five thousand six thousand seven thousand calories but just eating total shit but when you're actually eating like legit food i mean 3800 calories 3900 calories four thousand calories is a lot of food and i was like shit i got a thousand more calories i gotta eat in 20 minutes what i'm gonna start pounding pop tarts or something to try to figure this out because i can't do it <laughs> yeah no it's good and uh, i think one thing that i've noticed as well from having my meals prep with me and the the big advantage of having lots of veg number one from a, a fill your plate like keep you full like i i always feel full at the minute like i don't ever yeah. be like oh you know i'm hungry or whatever um and I think it's because I have so much veg and obviously, you know, the benefits that come along with that. And I always would have thought that I had enough, but whenever you actually like go over and above in terms of the amount that you eat, like you really do feel the benefit. So, um, so yeah, it's been an interesting journey for me for getting those prep for me too. You know, it's weird. Um, <clears throat> when you, when you eat, uh, calorie dense foods that aren't whole foods, like you know, like a pop tart, for example, or chips, like my or an anabar, if you want to talk about it. And an no, anabar is 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 a hundred is is whole foods. Okay, it's predominantly peanut butter based. It's not a bunch of shit. 
and it tastes good. Though that's a that's filling. Now, yeah, I could polish off like six anabars, but you know it's like 100 grams of protein, right? No, listen. Um, my biggest crux is is wheat thins, right? And here's the thing: like I can eat a whole box of wheat thins right now and still not feel full, right? Because it's 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 one of those things where you're not eating the right types of foods. Like a good example is eating oatmeal, very filling uh, for me, right? Um, eating, you know, uh, I, I love rice and chicken. Like rice and chicken. I, I know, I know, we talked about this before, but like, I literally could just eat rice and chicken all day long. Like, I know that's I'm like the, the same. I, I know yeah. it gets a bad, it gets a bad rap because you know it was like bodybuilder diet, and a lot of old school PTs would just put you on, you know, six meals of chicken, broccoli, and rice per day, which would be shit because so I couldn't eat it at six times a day. But I do I actually really enjoy. No, I. But I do actually genuinely enjoy it. And some of my meals that I get that my mum preps, chicken, broccoli, and rice, I'm like, fuck yeah. right. If it's seasoned right, the flavor's yeah, right. Yeah, it's seasoned properly. So, yeah. Some soy sauce. Like, soy think, sauce is the most I incredible think, thing. And ever. I've, said, I've said this before. It's not the food's not the issue. It's people's inability yeah. to cook is the issue. Because yeah. one person could make chicken, broccoli, and rice, and someone else could make it, and they'd be two entirely different meals. Yeah, I 100% agree. And that's where the, the whole Tavala thing for us in the United States has helped out a lot. You know, I get most of the f- meals that I select are, are predominantly rice based with some sort of either pork or chicken or steak, you know, something like that, where, you know, I'm combining carbohydrates and I have potatoes, you know, and other things out there. So, you know, the, the prepackaged meals that I can, that are never frozen, that I just stick into this oven that they sent you and I scan a QR code and I walk away. You know, I come back 20 minutes later and it's like magically food, you know, and it's all, you know, very good whole foods, good portion sizes, you know, and I'm sitting around the four, anywhere between, you know, 300 calories if it's just like chicken and broccoli or I'm sitting, you know, and that's great for lighter meals. You know, if I've already expunged a lot of calories earlier on for, you know, uh, during the day or, you know, heavier meals where I'm having steak and, you know, mashed potatoes and things like that, which is more around the 700 calorie mark, but it has 50 grams of protein and, you know, 40 grams of carbs and 10 grams of fat. So. You know, the prepackaged meals are great. The the cooking aspect is is the difficult part, right? For nutrition is is getting the right types of meals, you know. And so, if you can use one of those services, um, they make it super simple. Uh, if you can do rice and chicken, they make these um, like steamers for rice that you can keep all your, all your servings of rice in for the day, and you just you know scoop it out throughout the rest of the day, and then you know just reheat the chicken that you've you know cooked you know uh, the prior week, and just package your stuff up. I mean, it's a great great stuff right there that they make it super simple for you to eat. And I just literally. If I could do rice with soy sauce, some broccoli with some lari sauce or lari salt, and then some chicken with some sriracha, I'd be a happy camper for the rest of my life. Like I could, that, that's a diet I could stick to, I think, for the rest of my life. I don't think I'd ever get sick of that. I just love rice and chicken. I don't know. Broccoli's good too. So yeah, no, for, like genuinely, if if it's cooked properly, then I'm I'm fully on board with it, and I think it it does get a bad rap for that reason. And one thing I will say is, you know. If you can prep your meals or have your meals prepped for you, it's the best thing for yeah. any sort of nutrition plan because me knowing that I have them in the fridge and I can just go and heat them up, I throw them in the wok, like it's an absolute game changer. And I do sort of feel like I'm cheating a bit because somebody else cooks them, but whatever, like I just throw it in the, in the wok and I have them. And it means that I'm actually eating the food and I'm not like, oh fuck, I don't want to really go and cook and whatever. But if you can find an hour twice a week to prep your meals for three days in advance and they're sitting there it's so so easy to have them and just eat them and it means you're ticking the box and it doesn't mean that like i never get hungry where i'm like scrambling and being like oh, i just want to eat a fucking bag of doritos because i'm starving it's you know yeah. everything's there it's weighed out for me and it's actually quite funny that i changed slightly the amount of like of the carb source in each one because you know obviously i want to get leaner so um and i noticed it like i took 10 grand 10 grams of rice away per meal and 100 grams of potatoes and fuck i definitely noticed it in the meals i'm like it's half full i'm like (laughs) your body knows man i mean it's it's crazy 
And, uh, you know, I want to hit on a point that you had said before on someone that you were chatting about, about um, the calories and eating more, right? You know, yeah. a lot of times the, the issue is the types of food that we're eating and not eating enough of the types of food that we should be eating. And um, there's a, I just did a, a retweet of from, from my fitness pal just a, a few minutes ago. Um, there was a lady, Ma, Molly, um, that had tried every single extreme diet possible. She was obese. Um, she was t- 26 years old in Dublin, Ireland. Um, and, and she goes through her history around you know how she got to 238 pounds at 21 years old and then just kept continuing to skyrocket. Um, and what she noticed is that as soon as she started tracking calories and she, she actually ate more food than she traditionally did and actually ate more calories and lost 84 pounds by doing it the appropriate way, which is tracking your calories, incorporating some sort of resistance training into there and a little bit of cardio mixed into that. And, you know, she was able to lose 84 pounds and be consistent with it. And she's she's been able to, to keep it off for several years. Um, whereas, you know, the diets that you typically go to, you bounce up, you bounce down, you bounce, bounce in, in, you know, sideways and you go straight back up again, you get even heavier than you ever possibly could have. So, you know, it's, it's a lot of times it's, it's what you're eating versus, you know, how much of it you're eating. Um, and I think that's an important piece here on these diets is that, you know, these diets work if that's your lifestyle, right? Like, you know, if you're, if you're, um, you know, diabetic, you know, having a lifestyle of keto is fantastic. Um, you know, for, for you health wise, you know, uh, but, but, you know, I tried keto and my diabetic and I fucking hated it. And I, by the way, I, by the way, I love meat and cheese. I love it. I love it. It's like, like my favorite food ever. I, I feel like I can eat all the meat, and all the cheese in the world. And when I was on keto, I hated meat and cheese. I hated it because you don't have the normal variety of foods that you typically have. And all you're eating all day is fat and, 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 and protein. And, you know, um, having a, a flexible diet that allows you to use carbohydrates for energy, having some fats. You know, I, I, I'll tell you, um, I don't eat as much cheese as I used to uh, anymore. I don't eat many, much cheese at all because of the fat content in it. Um, and, and that's fine. I, I don't actually crave uh, cheese as much as I used to. I'll have it here and there, uh, you know, like on a burger or something like that. But I just don't eat raw cheese anymore. But the flexibility in my diet is I can eat whatever I want to just within moderation and planning it out. That's that's the biggest difference. I, I think I showed a picture. I went to uh, Buffalo Wild Wings and I got their brisket burger, which was like 950 calories. I'm like, man, this this cutting phase is really, really fucking difficult right now. Let me tell you, I don't know if I can handle this. You know, I had fries on the side and some broccoli, you know, and I was like, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm owning this. Um, and, uh, you know, I still have my protein goals. I uh, hit all my goals for the day. Didn't didn't go over it. I just, you know, skinny down on, on the carbohydrates later on. Just went more protein centric. On the, on the, in the, that's that's the flexibility you have. You know, you can eat whatever you want to. Just can't eat all, all that you want to. <clears throat> yeah. I think the the best or what I often see whenever people come, they're like, oh, I'm eating more food than I ever have. Yes and no. It's as you said previously that you know there potentially beforehand you maybe were eating 5,000 or 600 or 6,000 calories but you were eating it from high calorie low volume food so the food was high calorie so you weren't actually physically eating as much food whereas nutrient dense whole single source foods are lower in calories and higher in volume so you get more food for your calorie budget per se 
Um, and I think the thing about any sort of diet is that it's like you said, you, you are restricted. And whenever naturally as, as humans, whenever we're told that we can't do something or can't have something, it's all we fucking think about. So whenever they, you know, whenever they take carbs out of a keto diet, that's, that's all, that's all that you're going to think about. Do you know what I mean? And if like, yes, okay, meat and cheese is, is great and bacon and fucking peanut butter and whatever else. But if that's all you can eat, then that's going to be where, where the struggle is. Are we going to get into that? It's like I have a keto thing open in front of me here if you want to talk about it. Let's do it. I can't talk from experience, which is which is going to be unique because you can obviously talk from experience in doing it. But I understand the diet and I will caveat this by saying, although I slate diets and although I slate keto quite a lot, there are a lot of good points and bad points in the majority of diets. So I will try and be fair as fair as possible in this without just totally slating diets. I think we'll see. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, I've tried every diet on the book, so I can uh, go into great detail of of what worked, what didn't. You know, and here's the thing, like, <clears throat> if you're looking to lose quick weight, which is the wrong way of looking at this, right? But if you're looking at losing quick weight, <clears throat> these diets can work to accelerate that. Um, but you have to have something to come off to, a structure that's going to allow you to be successful to either maintain or to continue to lose weight gradually over time because you're not going to be able to do keto for you know 10 years you're not gonna be able i mean i mean some people have been able to so but it's a very small percentage you're talking probably less than one percent of people that try keto can stick with it for a long period of time and i'm just making that number up but it's got to be extremely low um so it's you know it's one of those things where if you're gonna if you're gonna go into this you need to already have been successful with managing your food, your macros, your calories, and everything else. And then, you know, if you want to try something to tweak it, like right now I'm using feeding windows, right? I don't eat anything after eight o'clock and I don't eat until at least 10 o'clock in the morning. So eight o'clock at night, 10 o'clock in the morning. And I do that not because I'm trying to lose weight, um, but because it's good from my circadian clock perspective and causing my body to uh, clean up itself uh, from a nutrients perspective and an efficiency perspective. I just feel better with those. There's a lot of great science behind that. So, you know, there are there are points to a lot of these that, that I think make a lot of sense. It's just a matter of plugging it in where it makes sense, where you've already had success and making tweaks as you go along. Um, but if we start getting into some of the top 10 searches out there, my, my, my favorite, which I love, by the way, is actually was the number two most searched thing uh, in Google around fitness. <clears throat> Can anybody guess what it is? So we're going to we're going to take a quick pause and think about what the number two top thing would be in your mind of what you would think okay we should have like like a, a do, 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 do. <laughs> Elev- elevator music or just stop yeah. the podcast here <laughs> leave it and then let's leave it, it another way. <laughs> <laughs> so number two was how do i how do i cancel my planet fitness membership which I thought was absolutely freaking hysterical. <laughs> Glo- go, actually, actually, so I have I put the numbers up there. Global monthly search for that is four thousand four hundred people. So four thousand four hundred people search how to cancel my Planet Fitness membership per month. That's fucking hectic. That's crazy. That is a lot. Obviously Number three, how to become a fitness, yeah. how to become a fitness model. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Uh, that was, so, so I'm actually in there, by the way. So that, <laughs> that's so. 3,600 searches per month in Europe, probably about 3,595 of them. <laughs> I, keep, I keep searching over and over, expecting different results. So, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, 
So, I mean, you know, obviously these are going to be, you know, different based on, on people's goals and everything else out there. But, you know, it's, it's actually interesting to see um, this. But, but <clears throat> I think the number one most searched, which was 14,800 global monthly searches, was what is physical fitness? And I think that's an important topic to bring up. I right? think this is subjective. <clears throat> so it's person dependent. I think it, it mm-hmm. is, it depends on the person and what they believe. So I'll, I'll put it to you to see what your, your view on it is. Well, I think, I think it's, it's when you, when you talk about what is physical fitness, you know, to me, it's what do you want to accomplish for yourself? You know, it's, it's your own objective. Do you want to shed 50 pounds? You know, do you want to grow muscle and look like a bodybuilder? Do you want to be able to run a 5k? What is your definition of physical fitness? Typically, for me, it would be um, being healthier, um, you know, uh, for longevity of life. It would be, you know, continue to grow as much muscle as I possibly can. Uh, It will be, you know, continue to push myself to new limits that I never thought I could do before. And to me, it would be staying consistent every single day and not faltering uh, to to get to those desired results that I want. that That's my idea of physical fitness. Now, again, that's mine. That's not yours. You know, um, everybody is different. You should never compare yourself to anybody else. You are yourself. Uh, your wins are your wins. You should never compare yourself to Arnold Schwarzenegger, who's a mixture of genetic steroids and an ass ton of lifting, right? You know, or, you know, an NBA player or... You know, it, there, there's we all are all different in how we're built, our genetics, um, where we start in life, where we don't start in life, if we've done it before, if we've not. Um, again, our definition, I think, should be very specific off of us and uniquely. Yeah, the way that I would look at it is not being restricted in doing anything. It's probably the most broad term that I can give. So being able to be functional, being able to be strong, being able to be cardiovascularly fit, like to not be restricted in terms of the things that you do day to day, whatever it is in work training, whatever it is. And I think that that's the way that I would describe it. I did do the search, so I'm now part of the 14,000 people, whatever. (laughs) Physical fitness is a state of health and well-being, and more specifically, the ability to perform aspects of sports acute occupations and daily activities so i mean that sort of fits i guess what we're talking about yeah yep and those are all important things to, to take in consideration for your own objectives your own goals right I, I don't think we need to get into how to become a fitness model which is 3600 um i have no idea know, folks i wouldn't know <laughs> <laughs> number 17 does planet fitness have free weights planet fitness is kind of bad <laughs> does planet fitness have to, how many of them are about planet fitness <laughs> does planet fitness have free weights what does that even mean like like i mean do you, does that mean like you could like take the weights home or is it, no like, free weights like dumb like dumbbells art machine sorry i took i took it you're right i took it as as free weights like, you, know, do you, yeah. you get free like a free weight with your ten dollar membership yeah yeah that's that's hilarious um, okay, uh, what is Orange Theory Fitness came in number 13, which I thought was really good. Um, is Planet Fitness open today? There's a lot of Planet Fitness ones out there, yeah, so it's yeah, obviously yeah. a dominating uh, force. Um, one of the ones I thought was was legitimate, and I think this is a, a discussion that you know we don't really um, have a lot of discussion around, which is you know what is cardiovascular fitness, and you know that's something that we've hit on a lot in this podcast, but. You know, you know, people automatically assume cardiovascular fitness equates to weight loss, muscle building, and all those desired results. And if you look at like 
let's just take a diet for example paleo okay so paleo diets you know are, are predominantly going to be you know lean meats like you know fish uh you know chicken those types of things uh fruits and veggies nuts and seeds basically anything that would come from hunting and gathering that would be similar to how we were raised, you know, 10,000, 20,000 years ago uh, from an evolutionary perspective. So what they're trying to simulate is, you know, we evolved from, you know, you know, these types of, of habits where we had to forage for our food and go for our food and all those different things. And so what does that, that, that mean from a diet perspective? Now, what they don't tell you in the paleo diet is yeah yeah that's that's a great way of, of eating you know lean meats fruits vegetables um nuts seeds those are great things for you uh in, in, uh from from a uh an eating perspective but but you can still overeat eat too much of that and still gain weight um and so you know again without restriction or context that's one thing now you talk about cardio cardio is very much the same thing everybody says well you need to do cardio in order to lose weight well that's bullshit. What, what's happening with cardio now, don't get me wrong, there's benefits of cardio, especially cardiovascular-wise, but cardio does not mean you lose weight. If you go and you run, you go to Orange Theory or you do a circuit training, a HIIT training, or you do you know, an hour of, of, of running on a treadmill or walking on a treadmill, what that does is you're burning calories, okay? And that's what we want. We want to burn calories, which equates to putting us more into a calorie deficit, uh, but if we're not controlling what we eat from a nutritional perspective, what what Ben said earlier, when he cut out some of his carbohydrates, he noticed, you know, in his in his mind and his stomach that hey, I, I didn't eat as much carbohydrates as I normally eat. I didn't eat as much rice or potatoes that I normally eat. I'm still kind of hungry. Well, our minds do the same thing. So if we do cardio, and let's just say we burn 600 calories, and we're used to eating 3,000 calories, our body's going to say, okay, well I need to eat 3,600 calories. And so you're going to sit there and you're going to do cardio. And then you're going to eat more to make up for the calorie loss that your body's telling you that you need. And then you're going to stay the same weight or gain weight as you go along. So I really, this, this, is, is, this is one yeah. of the funniest things about my fitness pal. Like if you attach your, if you connect your fitness tracker to it and you go out for a run and you do cardio, it almost gives you back the calories. Like, so you, you can switch yeah. it off, but it's like, okay, I burned 600 calories. So it gives you plus 600 calories. So say for example, like you said, your goal is 3000 calories. You go out for your run and it gives you plus 600 calories. So you're like, all right, now I get the 3,600 calories. So even that function in my fitness pal creates a bit of a shit show in terms of like, okay, well, I've got them back now. Obviously, you know, people mention this to me all the time, like, oh, well, then can I eat the calories? I'm like, no, that's what creates the deficit. That's what takes you down from eating 3,000 to, you know, being a, a sort of 2,400 maintenance level or whatever it is. But it's like my fitness pal is actually giving you them back as in, yeah. oh, good job, here you go, have your calories back. <laughs> It makes no sense. It makes no sense. You know, we need to, if, if our goal is to lose weight, we need to be in a calorie deficit, plain and simple. That is as basic as, as it absolutely gets. Caloric deficit equates to weight loss. Um, so if your total daily energy expenditure, which is the amount of energy you expend on a daily basis is 2,500 calories, and you're eating 2,500 calories, you will never lose weight. If your total daily energy expenditure is 2,500 calories and you're eating 2,200 calories, you're going to lose weight. It's just the math behind it. Now, there are some nuances and things like that with thermogenics and certain types of foods that digest differently and fiber and stuff like that. But for lack of a better term, 2,500 calories, 300 calorie deficit, 400 calorie deficit, you're going to lose weight. Expect to lose weight. And think of that. It's, that's 300 calories a day stacked up to a week, right? So 300 times seven you know, equates to X amount of pounds, you know, a, a pound or two per week that you would lose, you know, specifically as things go along. So again, it's, it's 
tracking your food, tracking what you eat, understand understanding what you're eating, doing it within moderation, and then from there, you know, incorporating other things on top of it. I agree. I agree. There's one here actually I want to to touch on in terms of the. the I know what it is. Is, is it does Planet Fitness have showers? <laughs> No, it's not. It's not <laughs> that, was number t- that was number 10. Does Planet Fitness have Wi-Fi? It was number eight. <laughs> no, number 63, how fitness changed your life. So I want to put that one to you. I mean, I'll answer after, but number 64 yeah. is actually how, how fitness models make money. So you might want to answer that one, but we'll go with that. <laughs> how, how, fitness, how fitness changed your life. You know, I was actually talking to uh, to Davin about this on, the, on his podcast yesterday, um, and you know, I believe I, you're recording podcasts for other people. I think we'll talk about this another time. Yeah, and I'm actually going to be regular on that. It's like every week now, and uh, oh, I'm like okay. a co-host and everything. And it's like right? you know, all okay. we're doing is talking about fitness. Do they not and, know that uh, we come together? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm helping them. <laughs> Don't be jealous. Don't be jealous. No, it was uh, it was it was it was about cybersecurity, and we talked about the fitness thing as a sidebar. But um, one thing that was interesting about. Uh, um, what I talked about and, and the, the benefits of my, my physical fitness journey was that, you know, we talk about the, the aesthetics of things, right? You know, um, you know, being able to take your shirt off and not feel self-conscious about it, uh, being able to, you know, know that you're making progress and chipping away at years and years and years of neglect of your own body. What I didn't expect was the, the byproduct of living a healthy lifestyle, which is, energy, motivation, confidence, strength, you know, all of these things that that just started hitting, but also my brain activity, my clarity, uh, my ability to focus and and get things accomplished, you know, um, a good, solid, physical fit body equates to your whole body, including your mind. And so it literally changed every aspect around how I do business, um, how I interact with my family, uh, being involved in my family, like I mentioned this before, but coaching my kids and being involved in their sports and you know kicking their butts all the time uh, by dunking over them. They, Dad, you can't dunk anymore. I'm like, yeah, I'm still gonna dunk over you. Um, <laughs> Dad's played dirty, um, and so you know all of these things that that um, have really transpired because of my want for the aesthetics. Because I've you know I've always been self conscious of my weight, or you know when I go into a place or location, I'd be like, I'm too fat. I'll just keep my shirt on when I go into the pool. Um, you know those types of things that. That you know, I don't have to worry about anymore, but have 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 just had equal effect on how I feel. You know, and I was I mentioned this before. You know, I I done a, I did a conference uh, called Gurkhan in Michigan, and you know I, I presented thousands of times. I'm, I'm so comfortable presenting. Presenting is my element, right? I can go up on stage in front of you know ten thousand people um, and and not blink an eye. I, I have no problems with that whatsoever. Don't get me wrong, I still get nervous, but you know when I when I went up on stage this time after my journey, no one had seen me. I felt so good about myself. I felt so confident in what I was presenting as well as who I was that it was just, it was probably one of the best presentations I've given in a very long time, if ever, because of how I felt about my body. So my physical fitness journey has not only fixed, you know, my, my confidence issues around myself and how I appear or look, but it has also made me feel completely better as an individual human being better than I ever have in my entire life. What about you? Um, I mean, for me, getting into training and getting in the gym, I would say probably saved my life. Like I was in a, I, I've realized this uh, and I'm a bit older, I have an addictive personality. And I think knowing that and making sure that I'm addicted to the right things is the only thing that's going to keep me in line. Before I started training, I've said this a million times, like I I was, I want to say fortunate enough, but maybe now that I look back, it was unfortunate enough. I was able to create a business that allowed me to go out and party and drink and take drugs a lot 
which is fine at the time and I'm going to say I don't regret it because it taught me a lot of life lessons up until this point but if I hadn't of started in the gym and stopped like stepped away from that life I have absolutely no idea what state place shape I would be in now so being able to find something else that I could become addicted to or use as an escape is definitely like it, it literally it did not change my life it saved my life because I was on a very bad path to a very dark place um, and then obviously the thing about it for me was I obviously then made a career out of it because I thought well if me being a total fucking pisshead can turn my life around then I can I can give people the tools and the guidance that they can do this for themselves and I hear this regularly that you know what we've been able to do together has changed their life and that for me is is beyond whatever I could have imagined that that this would lead to whenever yeah. I first walked into the gym skinny as hell with like I look back at it now and it's so funny because I had like a really oversized wife beater vest that would like come all the way down here my skinny arms would I, like I would never dream of wearing that now I'm like the fuck did I think I was with this fucking vest on <laughs> like I imagine if I had that vest now and put it on it still wouldn't fit me like it would still be too big so I don't know who the fuck I thought I was but I actually see if I can find some some photos of me originally in the gym like but yeah um, it definitely has done a lot for me in that aspect well, I think you bring up a good point of, you know, the the ability to share your experiences with others to help others. I think that's probably one of the most rewarding things. I mean, that's why we're doing this podcast is, you know, to, to share our experiences with others and help others out with their journeys because we all struggle with this, right? Um, and it's something that, you know, if, if we've had success, how, you know, how can we get these Google searches to translate to something that's actionable and real that is is not a fantasy, you know what what those search engines are, are are there for clickbait you google what's the best way to lose weight and then your first thing that's come up is going to be paleo diets and keto diets and you know this supplement for fat loss burning and this and that and you know it's all bullshit you know without understanding our bodies there's no way that we're going to be able to be successful in this journey <clears throat> number 76 was which fitness equipment is best for weight loss what, what like like why is that even on the list like I mean, <laughs> every fitness equipment is, is great for weight loss. If you have a good structured meal program, you know where your calories are and you get a good exercise in, you know, to take care of it. So, you know, it, it's it's one of those things where if we don't have a good understanding of our bodies, if we don't have a good understanding of what we're doing from a mindset perspective, what we're doing from the pillars there around nutrition and, you know, everything else that we, we talk about, we're not going to be successful with what we do. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And you know, it to me, whenever I'm even I'm speaking to people on calls, and they're like, "Oh, what equipment do I need?" and blah blah blah. And I'm like, if you're starting from zero and you only have your body weight, like we'll start with that. Or if you have, a, I've said this before, like whatever you have, it doesn't matter. We can we can work around it. It doesn't need to be a massive investment. It just needs to be something that you do on a regular basis and can improve on. Um, and I think that you know people often get put off as like, "Oh, well, I don't have the equipment, or I don't have access to the gym, or I don't whatever." Insert every other excuse under the sun um, but when in actual fact it's as you said you know what they don't have is is an understanding to what they actually need to do and, and what that looks like I think one of the, the things that I want to touch on I tweeted about this after having a conversation last week I hear this a lot and I actually probably heard it from you as well um, in one of our initial calls people often tell me always tell me what they used to be able to do and there's always a, such a level of frustration in that because they feel like they should still be able to do those things so used to play sports in college used to be super fit used to be a fucking fitness model used to be in the military whatever it was and that's whenever they were fit you have said this about the military chris has said this about whenever he was younger used to play sports and whatever else and i think 
being able to detach from that is probably the biggest thing that you you need to do as an individual because if it was 10 years ago if it was 20 years ago your life is not the same the circumstances are the same your priorities aren't the same work's taken over family life's taken over you know your body's entirely different now you can't get away with uh, all right i need to shed a couple of pounds i'm just going to go for a run here i wouldn't recommend just going for a run if you're you know 100 150 pounds overweight like you, there's stages that you need to go yeah. through you can't just go back to 20 year old self and be like i'm just gonna go and do some fucking pull-ups here and uh, i'm just gonna cut back on this it doesn't work so you need to re-establish yourself as the person that you are now and decide the person that you want become which then leads us back into the the sort of habit conversation that we had last week and doing those things that will allow you to become that person yeah i mean uh one of the things that i think a lot of people struggle with is is you know when they go into something like this they go all in and you know you look at that and you say okay well i'm going to destroy myself seven days a week your body is not at a point to where it can handle that right you know so even if if i had said that to you if i so sorry to interrupt you but no 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 if i had if i had said to you the plan that you're doing now, six days a week, three orange theory sessions and 15 or 14,000 steps. If I had said that to you I the quit. first day that we spoke, you wouldn't have, you, there's no way you wouldn't be able to do there's it. There's no way. I'd quit. I wouldn't be able to handle it. There's, there's no, there's no way, you know, and, um, and, and even if it was, even if it wasn't in, you know, obviously not in the same intensity or strength or anything else, I would still quit because, you know, it's just too much for you getting into this to re-gear your mind and everything else that's going on, uh, your your shape, everything else, your, your cardiovascular shape, your muscle strength. You know, I, I never consistently did muscle training or resistance training my entire life. I did some in the Marines, but I was never professionally taught. I, I never did it, you know, on a regular basis. You know, cardio, you know, Marines, you run all the time, but the, the, the resistance training thing I wasn't uh, in tune for. And, you know, I'll tell you, you know, I, I struggled a lot with form and technique and, you know ben can tell you I, i'd send him videos every day and he'd be like all right listen this is so fucked up but we're just gonna adjust <laughs> this one thing right now you know in, in, in a in nicer ways right you know but uh he's like well i'm glad you're actually doing the weight that's good you know you get an a you get an a for effort but uh shit we got to work on your form because you know like you know um and just the other day we've been uh training for what, a year and a half and uh just the other day you said i think that's the first perfect uh incline bench press i've ever seen you do Right, you know, it's taken me that long to get to that perfect, you know, where I got, I got, finally got the the Ben blessing on the, uh, you know, the the, the, <laughs> the form, tempo, in the tempo, yeah. And so, you know, it, it's it's one of those things where you know it's a continual progression where you, you build on small things, these small habits that we talked about last week that continue to make you who you are today. And those small habits then turn into bigger habits, and then you kind of feed those habits uh, with with other things to supplement them with, right? And you know. I, I, right now, I'm comfortable with you know six days a week lifting. As Ben mentioned, fourteen thousand steps, uh, three days of cardio. But I don't know if I'm always going to be able to do that, or I don't know if I'm going to do four days of cardio. I, I probably won't do four days of cardio because my resistance training is the most important. Um, but uh, um, you know, maybe I do seven days a week. Ben won't let me do that, but um, <laughs> but you know, it's one of those things where. You know, I, 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 you know, it's it's a continuous evolution for me in what I'm doing and trying to be part of this journey where I'm learning myself, I'm learning my limits, I'm learning my boundaries, I'm learning what I can do, what I can't do. Uh, you know, a good example is uh, I don't do um, uh, barbell uh, bench presses uh, because it jacks my shoulders up. So I do neutral grip, you know, bench presses with a, a cambered bar, which is kind of like a you know a curved bar that can go down further. So my my arms lay neutral which takes most of the pressure off of my shoulders, but it's also an ego hit because I can't lift as much, right? So, you know, my bench is probably around, 
you know, 385 right now if I had to have, had to make a guess, but I have no clue because I don't do those anymore. And so now my normal bench is like 220, you know, like with, with, the, with, the, with the neutral grip. And I just feel like such a bitch, you know, doing it. And not, not that 220 is bad. It's just, it's not my 385 or whatever I could be doing with just raw weights there and just being like, rah, you know. Um, but we, we make adjustments for our bodies uh, to help ourselves out and we get better with those. But again, it's those small steps that make a big difference. If you're just getting, if you're 100 pounds overweight or 150 pounds overweight or 80 pounds overweight, just getting out and getting that heart going, getting some steps in, you know, feeling good about yourself, starting to get a little nutrition knocked down a little bit, you start dropping a couple pounds. You know, then from there you start incorporating maybe a little bit of resistance training. That's going to make much of a bigger difference for you longer term than anything else is possible. If you're going out there and you're trying to blast yourself with cardio by running, you know, or doing a versa climber or just pounding the treadmill, you're going to hate life. You're going to hate life. You're going to hate what you do. You're going to hate going there. It's going to be a chore. You know, walking I can do all day long. Like I can walk whenever, but walking's fantastic for you. Um, you know, I can go and hit the gym for an hour, one hour a day, or 40 minutes a day, or 30 minutes a day. Go for 30 minutes, go do a muscle group, you know, and, and see what happens from a different perspective. So, you know, there are things that we can do to, to, to get you kind of acclimated into this, into that journey that starts to support those habits. Yeah, I think it, what the interesting thing about the combination of you and I here is your journey has obviously come from a weight loss perspective and the amount of weight that you lost time, uh, over time. But I, I tweeted about this earlier on, you know, from my perspective, like I'm coming from a, I was a skinny guy and I've been trying to put on weight for what seems like forever. And I've, up until this point, I think this is probably the heaviest that I've ever been potentially. Um, and it's been about 70 pounds since I started training, which is a lot of fucking weight to put on. It's a lot of fucking weight to lose, but it's also a lot of fucking weight to put on. Um, one of the one of the searches here, number 135, is why diets don't work. Now, my thought on this is that they are too restrictive. There isn't enough education with them and they're unrealistic to do over a long period of time i think the education one is the biggest the biggest sort of thing to pinpoint because you know even if we talk about keto if you say to someone to do keto what they will then assume that they have to do is eat only protein and fats which in essence is the truth but there's obviously a lot more to it and if you actually got down to it to actually get into a state of ketosis and whatever else it's actually very difficult and to do keto right and not do it the way that you're just eating fucking hamburgers and cheese for breakfast it is challenging to actually do now obviously the science i understand that there are benefits to certain amount of people like you said potentially diabetics one study i think is on um, people who suffer from epilepsy they benefit from a ketogenic diet but my point behind it is that nobody actually understands why they're doing these things and i always say that to any of you guys that come on board or have calls with like i always want you to understand why we're doing those things because whether we work together for six months a year or two years or whatever i want you to be able to carry those things on forever so that if your goal changes that you want to begin to put on weight or you want to lose some more weight or you want to work on your cardiovascular fitness, you know the tweaks and changes to make to your nutrition to manage that because you spent the time understanding what you need, understanding food, understanding what works well for your body and knowing that every week if I make a change to your nutrition or whatever else, the why behind it and I think that the why is is the biggest thing that's missing from any diet because you'll just google that and go okay paleo right this is the only these are the only things that i can eat don't know why but it says it here so i'm going to go and do it and i think the the education side of it is number one the greatest gift that i can give to any client but number two the thing that's missing from from all diets nobody really knows why they're doing the things that they're doing yeah 
and you know i think the the you know you mentioned this uh, several times you know during our check-ins and things like that or even you know while we're doing our group meetups and stuff but you know you and and i think a lot of the dietitian nutritionist you know type of models are really shifting less on the restrictive type of of, of senses going more towards you know eat what you can but within a specific type of confine right so you're still restricted but you're still eating what you want um and i think that's a big big difference is that you know there is no cheat days or cheat foods or things like that you know you're eating what you want as long as it's within you know your breakdown of what you should be able to eat on a regular basis now again remember how we've evolved um there is uh, a scientific study that was done um in the late 90s they redid it again uh, most recently and what they showed was that you know mice when they were out in the wild had zero issues with obesity and had longevity of life as soon as you cage them and you feed them the same type of food same amount of food um they're not as active they're not foraging for the food food is always granted to them you know they can't have food anytime they want to but they're still eating the same amounts they became obese and, and longevity of life shrunk shrunk now if you start putting those same mice that aren't foraging for food you know going out and trying to find their food as well um, and you put them in a caloric deficit, you, you shave a little bit of their food off uh, of them, you, you put a, rest a restriction of food into there, um, they maintained you know, their, their weight healthy-wise and longevity-wise as well. So there, there's no question that you know, where we evolved from was times where we would be extremely hungry. You know, being hungry isn't a bad thing. Being hungry is, is how we've evolved, and being hungry has a lot of health benefits, uh, being hungry. When we're never hungry, that's that's actually an issue. If uh, if you think about it, if we're in a cave and we have to forage for our family and there's no food and we're starving, if our body shuts down, what happens? That whole family dies, right? Instead, our body goes in overdrive. It forages the, the nutrients that it possibly can throughout the rest of our body, and it optimizes every aspect from our heart rate to our brain activity to our muscles, our, our responsiveness and alertness all increases. All of these things happen when we're hungry. And you know it's because we have to be able to go and forage and get our food in order for us to survive. And if we're just sluggish, we can't move, we can't do anything, we're shut down, we're gonna die. And, and so you look at these, these you know what, what we have today, we have access to as much food as we possibly can. We can get food anywhere we want to, any time of the day, high calorie foods, we don't have to forage or fight for anything. And that's why you see this obesity issue. I guarantee you, you didn't see cavemen just massively overweight, um, you know, because they, they, they would have issues getting food. So, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, we're trying to emulate what happened back in those days. And the, the best way we can do it with all this awesome food out there is say, restrict your calories, you know, um, so that you, you aren't eating as much as you possibly can to pack on as much of those that, that food out there and living within a certain type of lifestyle that you can do long term. These diets, you know, they're not sustainable long term with the amount of access of food that we have out there. If we lived in the middle of a fucking forest and all that was there was, you know, you know, meat and, and cheeses. Yeah, I don't know how you get cheeses in the middle of the forest, <laughs> but, um, you know, <laughs> that was it. You know, meats and fats from, from eating a, a dead animal and some fruits and, 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 and nuts. We'd be fine with that because that's all we have available. But when you go to the store, there's pumpkin pie and there's, you know, fucking wheat thins and all these other things out there, you know, and you're like, man, those are so good. Right. You know, and so we have all these available options for us. And so, you know, taking those and saying, OK, well, I'm going to have some wheat thins, but I'm going to eat it with the moderation. I'm going to only have, you know, 15 wheat thins versus the entire box that I'm still going to be hungry with. I'm still going to satisfy myself, but I'm not doing it so that I'm, I'm you know, 
engorging myself to to you know increase all these calories so again within moderation less restrictive more on what you want to eat but within the confines of, of how many calories you have per day to be able to ditch for that or be able to use for your body yeah i think the that's an interesting point to to touch on and i was listening to the diary of a ceo podcast um on monday and there's a guy he was interviewing a guy called johan yari i think so basically this guy johan yari has written a book called uh stealing stealing focus or something like that basically it's about focus and attention obviously me not remembering the name is exactly why he has written the book but it's basically about how we have evolved and our attention and our focus uh, has shortened and how that he feels like that is, is a massive problem that we need to overcome. But one of the points that he touched on was how this becomes in relation to food as well. And, and a point that he made was, you know, if you look back to, I don't know if they, and this is maybe me being a, a fucking idiot, but I don't know if you have photos in the 70s, but if you look back at photos of the 70s and the 80s of people on the beaches, there was nobody on the beaches that was massively overweight and it's not just the fact that you know people who were overweight stayed in the house that it just there wasn't that many people if any people who were overweight and the big shift in that came from fast food processed food the rarely availableness of food and that's where the the shift came in terms of people's body composition and and becoming overweight because they didn't have to go and do the same things food could come to them they could go in the freezer it was processed it could last longer blah 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 blah, blah and all these things and that was the point that he well he then later on led it into why this then affects people's attention and focus and whatever else but it was an interesting point to note for sure um i think you know that sort of avail like like you said if, if i stood here right now i could get some fast food delivered here i wouldn't even need to go anywhere so i haven't went yeah. anywhere i haven't had any exercise i haven't had any output i'm getting super high calorie food that's probably delicious quite addictive salty processed not that good for me straight to the door and you know you're the same and you can do it pretty much everywhere across the world yeah, that, that readily availability of, of food, I think, is, is the biggest issue that, that you know, has, has really bummed us. You know, how fast we can get our food, how easy it is to get our food, how delicious it is for, for our bodies and how our bodies crave it. There's a lot of science on this. There was actually a, a Huberman Labs podcast. Woo, I can't believe. I actually thought this. I was like, we're nearly at the end of it all. And we haven't <laughs> fucking mentioned it. And here we are. Last, here we are. Last minute. Here we are. There's, there's actually a lot of science behind this about how our bodies crave certain foods. And you can actually train your body to like certain things. Like for example, if you hate broccoli, um, the reason for was that it, is- did he not, Was it not about kale? Did he not say it's about kale? Because I was listening about it. I was like, it was like kale chance. and broccoli. It's something, it's something like that. Kale, like, nah, <laughs> be realistic. Kale's but anyway, awful. anyway, anyway, anyway. You know one that I don't mind is quinoa. I actually like quinoa, but I don't like kale. But that's I don't like you were a vegetarian for eight years, so I don't, I don't like I, I don't like avocado. Eat. Avocado sucks horribly. I, it's like that's like basically. But what if you're, What about if you're? What about if you're eating tacos? Do you not have guacamole? No, God no. Guac is boogers. Really? It is like literally the same context, color, everything is boogers. There's no way I'm eating that, man. That's weird. Uh, that's weird. Nah, I won't. I won't touch guac. Mm-mm. Avocado guac, nothing. All you, all you hipsters with your your avocado toast can eat it. You know, like I, whatever. You, there's more for you. It's fine. <laughs> and they should see if the the extra dollar that they'll charge whenever you're at Chipotle or whatever they do. Yeah. They're like it's gonna yeah, be extra. Thing. I'm like, yeah, okay, hit me with it. It's fine. Like it's a pound to seventy p, whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I yes, anyway, we'll go. You could talk about Andrew Huberman and his love for kale or whatever the the science behind it is. Well, there's, there's our, our bodies like glucose spikes like that, you know, like so when we eat sugars, things like that, our glucose spikes up and it transports sugar to our whole body, which eventually if we don't use it up, goes to to obviously fat stores. And so 
you know, he was talking about how you could mix, you know, like broccoli, for example, with something sweet that spikes your glucose um, that will eventually actually change your taste buds to prefer that specific food because it's it, you're kind of tricking your brain basically into thinking that broccoli has sugar in it and then eventually you eventually start to like it or kale or whatever the hell it is. I'm not doing avocado. It's just it's a texture thing for me. Um, but, uh, you know, it, so so interesting enough, our bodies actually crave and desire those high fatty high sugar, high cholesterol, you know, types of foods because it could be used for energy stores later on, you know, down the road. So, you know, obviously our bodies have a unlimited set of store for fats. That's why you see a thousand pound person, you know, that obviously that taxes your heart, taxes your body, taxes all of your organs. It, it's not good for you, but our body will literally continue to try to progress and store as much body fat as we possibly can so that in the event that we starve, we have other reserves to be able to keep us alive. It's a very intelligent system. It's just flawed from the sense of how we're actually using it. And it's, it's creating this issue in a society that has unlimited amounts of food and high calorie foods that trick our bodies into wanting it more and more and more. And then we get into the cyclical effect of being obese. So, you know, the, the way that you handle that is, you know, you can still eat that stuff just again, within moderation, if you're going to have a burger, great you know you blew a thousand calories in one sitting you know your 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 dinner uh is going to be really small you know and you're going to be focusing more on you know protein shakes to get the protein in that you need to to go and do it but again balancing yourself out throughout the day and eating more whole foods is is by far the best route you can go from any type of diet uh to really help you on uh, with these different types of struggles that you have yeah i think you know i don't know about you but if i have something that is you know super processed super high in calories super high in whatever addictive substance msg whatever the hell is in it i am like a fucking crackhead after that like that's all that i want to eat again and again and again so obviously you know a number one it fucks my digestion up beyond belief but the the thing that i would do you know you're talking about a burger there you can have a burger and have it in a good unprocessed relatively healthy way and still be delicious and not totally fuck things up for you or you can have it that is a total fucking shit fest and you're having it super processed that comes from a fast food joint. So even having the understanding of the difference of the two of those is probably a, a key thing to sort of look at. Yeah. Well, I think we did a good job. This is our podcast. This is a good one. Yeah. I think it was good to kind of bridge all the different areas, top top trends. Uh, as you can see, you know, fuck diets. Um, At least we know in the in the SEO and the on the website we can put Planet Fitness in, and we'll probably get a quite a high rating. <laughs> That's right, <laughs> since it makes up like fifty percent of the search terms there. But uh, they obviously, must be doing something right if they got that many search terms. Yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah, you know, true. hey, um, no, appreciate listening, and, and hopefully, it took some good stuff away from this. You know, you're again moderation, tracking your calories, nutrition, incorporating certain things will make you successful going into 2022 and, and throughout the rest of your your time. That's uh, that's a given yeah and everybody who keeps sharing like i've noticed i don't know if you checked it out but there's like 20 30 percent increase in terms of the amount of people that are tagging hashtag we have health and everybody's yeah. journey like it's so so good to see so everybody keep doing what they're doing any questions any issues anybody needs give us a shout um obviously Hit up our Discord. Discord. Yeah, yeah yeah you know yeah. all the usual all the usual shit all the links are in the bio or the notes or whatever show notes or whatever they're called but yeah catch you next week catch you next week same time cool. same day Cool. Bye. Yeah.